Welcome in to another episode of Dig City Purdue Volleyball. As always, joined by Dave Shondell, I'm Daniel Gilman. But we've got a special guest today. It's the rising senior, Caitlin Newton, the outside hitter for Purdue Volleyball, joining us. Caitlin, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you guys doing? As good as we can be, right, Dave? It's great to have Caitlin on. We haven't had a guest, really, have we, on our show? No, this is our first one, and we have a very, very special episode as well. So you could be watching us or you could be listening to us. We're simulcasting today the usual podcast avenues, and we thank you guys for joining us. But if you do want to watch Dave and Caitlin and I break down what we will be breaking down today, you can head over to the Purdue Twitter or Facebook page and go and find that video that we'll be posting today. Very excited to be breaking down one of the more exciting matches of 2019. A true, uh, what do you call it, brouhaha, Dave, as uh, Purdue headed to Ann Arbor in a back-to-back, faced Michigan at home before Thanksgiving, and then went to Michigan the day before on November 27th. And before we kind of dive into this fifth set of action that featured our guest, Caitlin Newton, quite extensively, if, if you guys could just tell me about, you know, the team and the bonding that goes on in a Thanksgiving trip like this, because to get into the mind space that we had there, you know, we've got to kind of transport ourselves to your guys' uh, headspace for this kind of match. Well, I'll, I'll start and let Caitlin uh, follow up, but it was, this is a late in the season match. It was our second to the last contest of the season. And we had just played Michigan the match before. So in one of the few times in, in, Purdue history, we played teams, a conference team back to back. And uh, Michigan going into that series was pretty even with us overall. In the, in the Big Ten, I think they may have been a game ahead of us. And uh, their record was good. They were having a great season with uh, a veteran setter and a, a fairly experienced team. But uh, we knew that we had to get some things done during the last three or four matches of the season to position ourselves where we would want to be in the NCAA tournament. And when they came to our place, it was senior night. And uh, teams that are really good seldom lose on senior night. It's just, there's just so many positive emotions and toughness that goes into those matches. And when we hosted Michigan on our senior night for uh, Shavada and Blake, our team played very well, played at a very high level. And we swept Michigan, even though two of the, the contests were very, very close, we swept them at home. And then, as you mentioned, then we, we head back on the road and go up to Ann Arbor, and we have to play the Wolverines uh, again. And it's, I think it's their senior night. Um, I may be wrong, but, I, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on on match night, but it was a big match for them. And uh, we knew that they would be hungry because there's a really good rivalry between us and Michigan. But um, needless to say that uh, we knew that the two matches at the end of the season would be crucial. We we had no idea they were going to be as critical as they ended up being because we did win both of those over Michigan and Michigan State. But I'll let Caitlin give you a look at it, a perspective from the athlete, from the player going into those matches with Michigan. Yeah, I just remember um, you, Dave, saying how important our last, I think, like four matches were on if we were going to host or not. And I remember just talking with the team and all of us really wanting to win because we wanted the advantage of hosting the first and second rounds of the tournament. And um, yeah, that last weekend, it was a lot of fun. It was a little stressful, but um, yeah. 
Yeah, a pair of 12 and 6 Big Ten teams. Michigan had 19 wins. Purdue had 20 wins. And you can kind of tell that, you know, whoever had won this game was in the driver's seat for potentially grabbing one of those final few top 16 seeds. And, and I think it's a little bit more relaxing for us to look back at this match now that we know that Purdue did grab the top 16 seed. Nobody knew. It was a lot, a lot of uh, bracketologists, right, Dave, going on in, in, in a lot of the, uh, the hotel rooms going on that weekend. And I really felt like we went into that weekend fairly relaxed. We, we knew that we were in the NCAA tournament. We knew that we were going to either host or be, you know, going somewhere where we thought we had a chance to win. We actually won 11 of our last 13 Big Ten matches. So this was a team that was playing really well and playing with a lot of confidence. And, uh, but the, the Michigan rivalry is pretty fierce. Um, a lot of that is because our, one of our assistant coaches, Kathy Jewell, she actually played for the Rosens, Mark and uh, Lisa Rosen at Northern Michigan. And because of that, there's a lot of familiarity and uh, we recruit some of the same people. And we've had, had a good rivalry. I mean, we, we're ahead in that rivalry. Matter of fact, we won nine of the last uh, 12 in that rivalry with the, the two wins we got this year. So we're, we're proud of that. But Michigan is a very well-coached team. Um, they've got some bombers on the outside. They've got a young middle that's really impressive. Uh, Crocker was, was back at top form for, for her. And they had a senior setter that was all Big Ten as well. So they're a really good team. And um, – and we, I think we started in this match, uh, Maddie Chin on the left side. And uh, we've been trying to give all of our th three freshmen some time. I'm sure our players looked at me sometimes the way our coaches looked at me when I would make some changes like that. Um, Emma Ellis had been kind of our mainstay, but I thought it was really important that we get those other freshmen into some of these crucial matches. Uh, Maddie Cook starts at Wisconsin. Uh, Maddie Chin started at Kentucky. Um, some of these very big matches, we actually rolled the dice and uh, went with some different people because I felt like the rest of our lineup was going to be so steady, so solid, that we could afford to do that. And then we always could make some substitutions as we needed to. And in this match, even though Maddie Chin, I think, went five for 12 with maybe one air and a pretty good performance, the last game and a half, Emma Ellis emerged onto the scene and she actually gets some pretty big blocks in this fifth game that we're going to see in just a little bit. All right, let's jump right to it. The, the stage is set. It's November 27th, 2019, and Purdue coming off of a three-set win at home against Michigan a couple of days earlier. But, of course, there was that um, lopsided three-set loss at Michigan the year before. So a lot of storylines hovering around. We're going to fast-forward straight to the fifth set. And I'll tell you what happened in the first four sets. Purdue narrowly squeaked away a first set that it seemed like the whole time was topsy-turvy, but the Boilermakers had some, some dominance in that first set. Won the first 26-24. Purdue took the second 25-17. Then Michigan started getting going on senior night. Sydney Wetterstrom and Katarina Glavinick both played very well in the, in the third and fourth set, and Michigan took both of them 25-20, 25-20. The big bomber, the blonde on the outside, Paige Jones, is one to watch because it was really Caitlin versus Paige here. And, you know, before we jump into the action here, Caitlin, do you remember what parts of this match do you remember the most specifically? I would say probably just the fifth set. I remember winning the first two sets, and I was like, okay, this is going to be – 
you know, easy. And then they started kind of getting hot and the momentum switched, which happens a lot in volleyball. And then we ended up being in the fifth set tied and it was just kind of, you know, anyone could win the game at that point. But um, I just remember the fifth, fifth set being super fun and intense and very, very back and forth. Yeah, so we talked about everything that's on the line. If you're watching the video, you know, we've got the Purdue and Michigan fifth set going. If you're just listening, we're going to walk you through. But right off the bat, Caitlin, it, when it comes to play calling and, and early action in this kind of match, you know, the first pass went to you. You'll see in a second, the second pass is going to go to you back-to-back -back points. You get back-to-back -back kills, kind of attacking the, uh, the libero for Michigan. Is that something that you guys talk about before the fifth set starts, or is it just fluid? Haley decides it's, it's you know, going to you on the left side. Uh, I feel like it was just kind of a, at least the second point, it was out of system. So Mo really only had me as an option, but um, me and Haley have a really good connection, setting and hitting. And I feel like there's a lot of trust between us. So for at least the first set, she wanted to set me to kind of get the momentum going and kind of statement that we were going to win this set. So coach, you know, the big fifth set win in 2019, of course, was the state mark non-conference ranked win at Kentucky. But before we get to this big block here by Caitlin, Newton was magnificent in that 8-0 run to start the fifth set at Kentucky. So can you kind of tell us about, you know, the Purdue Boilermaker fifth set way it seemed to be in 2019? Because 2018 was filled with all those nail biters, what, nine five set wins in 2019. We only had a few last year, but they all seemed to be kind of dominant early efforts in the fifth. Well, I think when you play a really tough schedule, which is what we're doing at Purdue and you're playing in the Big Ten, you're going to be involved in a lot of Donnie Brooks, like the ones uh, that we were in. And the, the lead up to this fifth game, which I think we're up 2-0 right now, and then Caitlin gets a block. I think Caitlin got the first three points for us here. But Caitlin and I missed this because we were out for maybe the coin flip. But when we got back to the locker room in between four and five, Johnny was giving the team an absolute lip sandwich. Uh, he was was just really getting into about once or twice a year, John will do this. And so when he really gets fired up, it makes an impact uh, on the team. And so I think we have to give him a, a little bit of the credit for the way we came out in this fifth game. And we got off to, I think, a four to zero lead. But then I think Michigan came back and scored maybe five of the next six points. But uh, Caitlin got some big kills early. Uh, she got a, a block. And as you watch this fifth game develop, it was Caitlin, our blocking, and Mo Horning that were the real huge different makers in this. Horning makes a couple of plays in this fifth set, and I hope that you can, can see well enough to, to watch these, that were, that were some of the best plays I saw all season. And she did them in this fifth game. I think she ended up with 29 digs uh, in this five-setter. But... Um, she was fantastic on the defensive end. Marissa, I mean, uh, Caitlin was, was bombing balls on the left side. Haley played really well. Mola rose to the occasion, as she always does when we need her. And then the freshman got some big blocks as well. But it was, uh, uh, it's, it's going to be a great finish. So hang, hang on to your seats. Yeah, we're going to have, you know, most of this flow going. But I had to pause before this, this play finished because, Caitlin, you had eight blocks in this match. I, I believe it was a new career high for you. And so, you know, 
are you always as emotional? I mean, you, you definitely uh, showed a little bit of, you know, Sheridan Atkinson flair here after that block, staring it down and then hyping up your team. How does the, uh, I guess, the emotion turn from one thing to confidence to the next point? I just remember being super excited <laughs> for that point. Um, I just really wanted to win. It was the day after my birthday, and um, I really hate losing. I'm very competitive. And, yeah, my emotion got a little ahead of me on that point. But, um, yeah, I was just really excited. And, you know, the first four points all belong to number four for Purdue. We did see that Michigan's defense started to, you know, gear up a little bit. Jess Robinson, the freshman, was superb in this match. She had three blocks, two of them came in this set, and then more Paige Jones here. Let me ask both of you, as, as the fifth set moves on, Coach, how do you communicate with the team in a set like this, in an environment like this? Because if I don't, if I, if I, I think this was some sort of pajama night for them. So they were pretty loud there in the uh, Cliff Keen Arena. Well, it, it's a tight facility. It's one of the smaller venues in the Big Ten. It's a former swimming pool that they've uh, concreted over the pool. And uh, they have wrestling, gymnastics, and volleyball in this uh, venue. And right now, Michigan's actually playing some of their um, – games in their basketball venue, uh, the Chrysler, uh, I don't know if it's Chrysler Arena, Chrysler Fieldhouse, whatever it is. But uh, you just, I'm, I, that's, why I, that's why I work from the, the floor. I don't sit down much because I think that there is a, a value in being able to communicate with your team. And I like to be down at the end, a lot of the time where I can see what our blockers are doing. I'm kind of in charge of defense. And so I get a better view on what's going on if I'm down at the end uh, where the players are than if I'm sitting down on the bench. I just, I've tried that and it doesn't work for me. So I, I like, I, and I'm, I get a little bit nervous as well. So I like to move around and I think I can, I can step to the floor quickly and communicate whether I'm visualizing, whether I'm signaling or, or verbally communicating. I, I think I've got a better opportunity to do that if I'm on my feet. All right, so walk us through. You mentioned Emma Ellis had a huge defensive presence. She didn't pick up a kill in this match, but this block, freshman on freshman, and the huge celebration. Walk me through the defensive strategy or, or just the, the technical savvy of Ellis to have a solo block here against Robinson. You want me or Caitlin to do that? Well, you talked about being the defensive mastermind coach, well, so what, why don't you go ahead? What I can tell you is Paige Jones – may have been the best left side hitter in the league if it wasn't Caitlin Newton. Okay, those, these are two of the very, very best. And so our defense, freeze it, our defense is, is really focused on Paige Jones. They also have their other left side coming out of the back row hitting a pipe. And so when they've got Robinson, who is going to be a, an absolute brute in this league, she's going to be one-on-one. -on -one in our system right now, because our focus is on those two left side hitters, one out of the back row and Paige Jones, who's just murdering the ball on the left side. So in our system, our left sides have to be really, really good blockers. We can't put a five foot eight inch left side player out there and expect to succeed in our system. We want somebody that can block balls and have their presence known. And so what's happening is Blake will be leaning towards Paige Jones and paying attention to Wetterstrom coming out of the back row and then if the ball goes behind, she's more likely just going to be dropping off, playing the tip. And I think that's what you'll see here. But luckily, uh, Emma gets right in the, in the way of, uh, of this swing by Robinson, and it goes straight down. Yep, so that gave Purdue a 7-5 lead. As we talk more and more about, you know, clutch finishes, 
I want to ask you, Caitlin, in your, you know, athletic opinion, how can you measure a clutch gene? I mean, something simple as that, you being able to get a touch on that second and Mo being able to pop it over for a third. I think that by the time it was the fifth set, we all just had a mentality of giving everything that we have. And I feel like that was a luck play. <laughs> I just kind of like flung <laughs> arm out and Mo hustled to the ball and gave everything and got it back over. Daniel, just let me interrupt real quick there. I apologize, Caitlin, because you're doing a beautiful job. But Paige Jones has got one of the best serves in the league. She's got a really good jump top spin serve. And in the fifth game, I think she was one and done both times she went back to serve. We sided out right away on both those, and she was not, never able to get on a run. And I think that time we went back to Blake on a slide, and she put it away. I can't remember what happened the other time. But uh, those are when you've got a great server like that and you can side out in a 15-point game right away, it's a big deal. How important is it, as you see another big block, but they keep it alive, how important is it to get the eight points? Or is it something that's really kind of blown out of proportion to have the lead on the switch? Caitlin? I would say it's important. Kind of, we, in a fifth set, we kind of do, like, let's be the first to get to five, first to 10, first to 15, and just kind of, like, cut it up a little bit. But um, this being such a close game, we were up at eight, but we knew that they could come back easily. And so we didn't let it, you know, get to our heads or anything. But um, I would say it's a little advantage, yeah. Yep, so Purdue has held the lead for the entire fifth set so far, but you know, a couple swings, and then this one was an unbelievably lucky mixed with unlucky play. It hits the top of the sanction, you know, Hornung keeps it alive, and then the, the ball just barely gets a piece of the back line, and just like that, Michigan's back in it. We're tied at nine, and it's basically first to six, and is that the mindset for you guys? You forget about the score, and you just think, okay, we're down 10-9. We just have to get six before they get five. Yeah, we just – we always just say like one point at a time, like if we lose a point, we just shake it off. You can't do anything about it. So we just kind of focus on each point and try and win each point. And then eventually we'll win. Okay. Let's talk about this back row attack because I remember watching a video of you in the 2019, 2020 off season mentioning that now that you're going to become a six row player, you actually like the back row attack a little bit more because of your vision, right? Yeah. Yes, I do. A lot. <laughs> so you see the vision there as you kind of take advantage of the setter Welsh in the back right corner. She got picked on a little bit here in this fifth set. So now it's a first to five. It was, uh, it was hot and steamy in the press box. It was a very tight fit. I remember things getting very intense here late because Michigan takes the lead. Purdue ties it up. Now Michigan takes the lead again, 11 to 10. Coach, you can go ahead and uh, interject whenever you want. If you, if you see any plays that you think need, you know, talking about. Newton again blowing blowing up a backcourt uh, defender with kind of a, a line shot. And that's one of the things that Caitlin really did really well last year was develop that line shot. And uh, it, uh, it makes her really difficult to defend. Uh, you missed J.L. Johnson. She was in there for uh, before Blake came back into the game. And J.L. did not play until uh, late in the fourth game. But I, I thought she came out and gave us a, a steady presence as well. That might have been another stuffaroo right yep, there was... by that was one of three Caitlin blocks in the fifth set. Caitlin, do you know how many kills you had in the fifth? I have no idea. I think it was like nine or something, right? <laughs> yep, nine kills. And we've only seen, I think, four of them 
and, and it's 13 yeah. to 12 Michigan. So that's why anyone who has yet to see this fifth set is thinking, how does Caitlin Newton wind up with nine kills? Well, stay tuned. We got a couple more minutes here. Blake comes up with a massive block. And that play there that uh, Michigan just had a player hit, hit the ball into the net, that might have been the only unforced error of this match, this fifth game. I mean, this was, it was a game where, where people were earning points. Nothing was being given. You had to earn your points. And that was just one where Wetterstrom went up and trying to really maybe do too much with this. And I think she hit it. I don't think Blake got a block on that. I think it was in the net. But there were very, very few plays where either team gave the opponent anything. It was one team, you know, winning a point, which made this one of the, fifth, one of the best fifth sets I have ever been a part of. It, it only gets, you know, more and more intense. But I will say, you know, 13-12 has to be one of the more – pivotal points in any volleyball match ever, right, guys? Because 14-12 or 13-13 has to be the widest difference. And look who look at the jump server coming in right now. If you're watching the same screen I am right now, Paige Jones, one of the best servers in the country. They have a 14 to 13 lead. Some of the people are already getting their cushions and they're ready to walk out the door because they think this one is over with Paige Jones back here delivering. But I think that we have something to say about it. Yeah, perfect pass by Hornung, and, you know, the slide works to perfection for Moeller. I think this is a pretty pivotal serve as well. Terwilliger, who had come in in very clutch situations last season, including late. Emma with amazing, I remember that diving dig. Unfortunately, Jess Robinson gets the final laugh. And this is where, Newton, let me ask you, does it get a little personal? Because we have a stretch of, I think, five points coming up here where you and Jess Robinson kind of just go at it. Is there any sort of like, I'm better than you, or is it just like a competitive edge? I would say it's more of a competitive edge. Uh, I don't have anything against any of them. Um, I just really wanted to win. And anytime I had an opportunity, anytime Haley set me, I was determined to get a kill. Yeah, Michigan actually had an opportunity here. They dug you up from the back row, but the freshman Maddie Skimmerhorn was able to give you another shot. You hit the line in the back left, and just like that, Purdue fans can breathe. It's back to 15-all. Zoning in on you, you have 20 kills. That would not be your final line because Marissa Hornung picks up the dig of the match, and then it seemed like Emma Ellis might have gotten a piece of Paige Jones' face there. No, you know, no call in favor of Purdue. We'll take another look at that one. But that was, I mean, look at how close that is of nearly nicking the face of Jones and giving the Boilermakers match point, but you guys continue to fight back down, I think, four match points in this, in this set. A great play there by Horning, uh, Daniel, even though it went to, to no avail. You mentioned Skimmerhorn and Terwilliger, uh, unsung heroes uh, in this match. Terwilliger, and, and Caitlin was in the gym with her all spring. She is playing out of her mind right now, okay? She had a good fall for us, but she had a tremendous spring season. And uh, she's going to really compete uh, for some more playing time. I really think, I really believe in, in this coming season, this coming season. Uh, and then uh, Skimmerhorn as a freshman, you talked about making the play there at on, on match point. She make, makes a dig look easy and we get the ball back, I think to Caitlin and we eventually put it away. But those two little players, um, nobody knows who they are for the most part, unless they're Purdue fans. And they have been really, they were really solid for us all season. That might be the one that is the most memorable to me, this down 17-16, Caitlin, where you went right at the hands and power beats power, then back to Glavinick. And, you know, it seems like maybe the Boilermakers have a chance, but a free ball gives it back. 
And Michigan was so good at taking advantage of the opportunities that they had to put away points. Once again, a chance for Purdue to take away and get their first match point. Big block right there, Newton. That was probably, I don't know if it was the block of the match, but it was, you know, in terms of timing, it seemed to have come at, at the perfect time, right? Yes, it definitely did. <laughs> and you could tell they're talking about you on the broadcast. I'm sure I'm raving about you now. And the Boilermakers now have their first match point, but Paige Jones comes through cross court. Um, yeah, great close up of Caitlin Newton, uh, a player out of Terre Haute South High School. And, um, you know, we were really fortunate that Caitlin and I developed what I thought was a really good relationship while we were recruiting. Uh, she's got some um, bloodlines that lead to Indiana, um, but yet, she she and I, I think, understood each other well enough to know that this was going to be a great opportunity for her to come to Purdue and play. And I had high expectations for her because I saw things in her that I thought were really special. And you have to watch somebody play a lot sometimes to see who they really are. And you've got to talk to them on the phone a little bit to find out what they're all about. And even though I'm thrilled that she's becoming an All-American, um, I'm not totally surprised because uh, we, you know, we, we saw this in her, and uh, she, I, I think that she's got a lot of room to still grow this season, and I think she has a lot to prove. But um, needless to say, um, Michigan had a pretty experienced lineup last year. I mean, they're, they're, they're gonna lose three really good seniors, and uh, one was a, uh, a three or four year starter, left side, Wetterstrom. Crocker, when she was healthy, she was an absolute load in the middle. She was so hard to defend. Uh, in the middle. And then their setter, who I believe was all Big Ten. So they're going to lose three people. Now they do have uh, the uh, the player of the year coming in, a great player right out of the Michigan area that will will be opposite of Paige Jones. So they're going to have two bombers, but they're well coached. It's a great program and uh, they'll, they'll be very, very good. But, but I like our chances as well. And as you see the uh, then junior number four, Three of the kills came down match point, which was a stat that I loved. Down 15-14, down 16-15, and down 17-16. He came up with the kill there. And it was very, in my eyes, reminiscent of Sheridan Atkinson at Penn State in 2018. Now we've got the final few points here. It's 18-17. And coach, just when you think maybe you can get out of here with a victory, Paige Jones ties it up. And we see the last few points as who else are you going to give it to? But Grace Cleveland, we haven't said her name all set long, but when you need a point, it seems like every time she's serving, I'll pause it there, or if she comes up with a, an open opportunity with no blockers, what is it like playing with Grace in the last two years, Caitlin? It's been so fun. She's such a positive influence on the court. Um, if you ever need anyone to talk to or anything, she's always super positive. She never gets down. Um, and she's always super consistent. We can always count on her to get points and blocks. Her block is amazing. And, um, yeah, she's just a really reliable teammate, which is awesome. And although neither of you served in 2018, the two of you seemed to have some sort of Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire competition, at least from our perspective, the media, because every single week, one of you was ahead of each other in aces. And we'll see here Grace Cleveland with the final serve is, is, you know, that's something where it's you two making each other better because you just kept serving so well as the season went on? Grace has always had a great serve. Um, but, yeah, she never really <laughs> – we both, I guess, didn't have an opportunity to serve. 
But um, when we did get a chance, we just wanted to do our best and just, you know, continue to serve because there was obviously other options. We could have been subbed out or whatever, but um, having good serves kind of, you know, kept us in the game. All right, so let's see this final point. 1918, I believe it was the same score in that, you know, historical match at Rec Hall two years ago. 1918, that one was controversial. This one didn't seem to be so. Needed a stop against Jones. Otek comes up with it. You could see her clapping on. And Caitlin, it seemed like maybe all of the, the dice were going to go in your favor there. You got dug up. You know, walk me through the last point here. I just remember getting set the first time and it was kind of off and I didn't want to make an unforced error. So I just kind of kept it in play. But um, we dug it again and I got a second chance and I was just going up and I was just going to hit it as hard as I could and try and end the game. And so looking back at it, you know, our final remarks here, both coach and Caitlin, thank you so much for joining me. How, you know, how important is this match in the grand scheme of the 2019 season now that we can look at it and that number 16 next to Purdue is very, you know, telling because this win essentially propelled both of, you know, the teams into where they would lie in the, in the NCAA tournament. Well, after this match, you know, we had Thanksgiving, in East Lansing on Thursday, and then played Michigan State uh, on Friday night. And we were able to win a five-setter at East Lansing as well. Um, and, and again, I didn't realize how valuable those wins were uh, until we ended up being the number 16 seed in the NCAA tournament, which allowed us to play at home and uh, knock off a team like Marquette that was ranked in the top 10 most of the season. Um, but uh, it was a good win. It also put us, it gave us fifth place in the Big Ten. May not sound like a lot to people who aren't familiar with our league, but um, the Big Ten is uh, the best volleyball conference in the world for college athletes. And uh, if you finish fifth in the Big Big Ten, um, you've won a lot of matches. We went 14 and six, a pretty good year uh, for us in that league. Uh, and, and this was a big match. Again, big rivalry with Michigan on senior night at their place, tough place to win. And we, we had a lot of players. I mean, obviously, Caitlin is, is in that little square right now, a rectangle, because she was, was superior in this match. But I look at that last rally. Otek makes two digs in the middle of the floor on hard swings from Paige Jones that, that you know, led us to opportunities to get more swings. And Caitlin finally, you know, uh, powered it uh, away. But it was a great team effort. And uh, we've been really successful in five set matches during Caitlin's career at Purdue. And she certainly has a lot to do with that because even though she's not real verbal, she's very competitive and she has great confidence in herself and, and that spreads to her teammates. And I think it will even be more, more so this year as we uh, get ready to play in 2020. Caitlin and Dave, thank you guys so much for joining us. We're out of time. So thank you for listening to this special episode of Dig City, a Purdue volleyball podcast. We'll be back with more as we continue our off-season coverage entering the 2020 season.